This is the Backwoods Band Room, a podcast about teaching, a podcast about teaching music, and a podcast about teaching music in a small rural school, where your entire instrumentation for middle school band is 20 drummers and a piccolo. Ouch. Today we're talking about too many drummers. But for real, I have 20 drummers in middle school band. Now, to provide some context, my middle school band consists of 6th through 8th grade, and I have 80 students enrolled, which is a sizable ensemble considering that each grade probably has somewhere between 60 and 80 per class, so um, that's roughly a third of each grade. So yeah, it's, it's a decent size ensemble with a large percussion section, so let's talk about that. How do we organize such a large section in a way that is productive and keeps everyone playing and growing and everyone has equal opportunity? Let's look at that a little bit because a lot of us have developed like A and B squads where on certain days the A group plays and on other days the B group would play. And another popular method is to separate your percussionist by piece. So Half your percussionists play on one piece and the other half play on another piece. And that's how directors kind of spread the wealth and keep their section organized. And both of these approaches are effective and can be appropriate depending on the situation. And for my situation, this ain't working. Um, To be honest, I look at my schedule and my middle school band meets on a four-day rotation. So they meet once every four days And if I go with one of those kind of traditional methods of breaking the percussion section up, my students would not play nearly enough to be productive or growing in any kind of meaningful way. So I had to find an alternative because just looking at my schedule, when you meet once every four days, very few times do you actually meet once every four, four days. That's only happening if you have a full week of school. But if you have off for an in-service or a holiday where there's a two-hour delay, you know, all these things create a situation where sometimes you're actually not seeing them for maybe five or six days at a time is not out of the norm. And that's far too long when you have students that are only playing part of a rehearsal at best once every four days, which really only happens once every six calendar days. So there's got to be a better way. So uh, we're actually going to look at a a piece. I'm going to show you how I broke this down and uh, how you can maybe make it work for one of your larger percussion groups. So I'm going to be looking at Dragon Slayer by Rob Grice. And that instrumentation right now, or all the time I should say, is snare, bass, gong, tambourine, suspended cymbal, and bells. So we're looking at six solid percussion parts written for the percussion section. And I need to expand that to 20. So let's take a look at some ideas on on how we uh, achieve that. So let's look at the snare part first. So I'll tell you immediately, I put four students on that snare part. And there's a lot of different options you can you can do with this. So um, you can go with just four snare drums, or you can put two snare two players on each. You can experiment with wooden snare drums versus your aluminum snare drums with brighter versus darker sounds. You can add pads to the entire snare drum. Take the, the rubber practice pad and put it right on top. You can put that rubber pad on half of a drum head so it dampens the resonance, but you still get the impact of it you can even even experiment with different size snare drum uh, sticks and this is a great discussion and exercise to do with your percussionist 
in rehearsal and make it a whole band discussion about tone production and how the same type of tone production talks you're having with your wind players, you can be having with your percussionist as well. And the things that determine your tone quality and the characteristic of the sound. So you can just go with four snare drummers, or you can go down that rabbit hole with uh, different kinds of instruments and um, sticking options. So if you look at the bass part, again, I expand that bass part from one to four students. I put my best one on the bass drum, of course, and then the other three, I'm either giving a floor tom or even a snare drum with the snares off. You can also play this part on a bucket with a pair of yarn mallets. That's going to give you a punch without any of the resonance or overtones. And all these extra or extended placements really just lend themselves to medieval renaissance music and you're set up to have those conversations with your ensemble while creating these opportunities for your percussionists. Okay, all right, listen, the gong part, hear me out, but I'm going to take the one gong part and I'm going to split it into five possible parts for your percussionist. I know, I know, it's it's insane, but it works, uh, it works, I promise. So I keep the one gong part, but I also have that part played on two separate size break drums. And it totally works if you are talking about the narrative with your middle school students and you're talking about a young dragon slayer. They are the young dragon slayer themselves. And before they go out and they fight the dragon, they have to take their sword and have uh, the blacksmith work on it. And this is the sounds created by that adventure or their sword and shield clashing in the in the battle with the dragon. You know, it all works. So it, it works in the narrative, helps the students buy in, creates them an opportunity. And it also sounds fantastic. So you're welcome, Robbie. Anyway, the two other parts I'm going to give to some kind of symbol with a stick. So two crash symbols with sticks in various sizes. You can get crazy with this. You can use a, a small hi-hat, the top of a hi-hat. You can use a splash symbol or an effect symbol. Um, you can just use a really dry crash. And again, you can use insanely light sticks if you have heavy-handed percussionists and you don't want them overpowering everything else. Give them a smaller, lighter stick or mallet and let them play the part. Next, we're going to the tambourine part. Add, let's see here. You can have two tambourine parts and two additional sleigh bell parts played on the same part. And it works fantastic. It adds a different texture to the piece. And you can tell your students, hey, it's snowing during the battle. Or, you know, we're slaying the dragon on Christmas. Happy holidays, right? But it works. But again, I would add that anyway, as I would probably with all these parts to some extent if you have the people it just adds so much more texture and flavor to the piece it's it's really great suspended symbol part i'm gonna leave that alone right maybe add an extra person if you absolutely have to that way you have two people in that part if someone's sick one day it's already covered by somebody else right but not necessarily um necessary might be a little overkill hard to control um, and in this case, uh, I didn't need to have to double it because I doubled everything else so many times. So lastly, I only had to double the bell part once, but you could double that. You know, you could have three or four people playing that part. Just have a Glock person and then have uh, two more people play it on 
uh, xylo and marimba and you're good to go. You have a small little mallet section there and they're all learning the part together. Again, you have more texture in there. There's safety in numbers. Uh, you just want to make sure that you put your strongest uh, player in the mallet section on the Glock part because that's what's going to cut out the most. Um, and then you go to xylo and then probably your your marimba last but you can add up to three or four people on that easily so yeah there you go that's how we extended dragon slayer from six to 20 percussion parts and you can apply this to any piece of music you want you know this instrumentation of snare bass gong tambourine suspended cymbal and mallet part and usually a timpani part are you know pretty standard for elementary middle school ensembles so it, whatever piece of music you have think on how you can expand upon the parts and this is just so much more creative and productive and it creates conversation and, and you're exposing them to these bigger musical ideas just by adding some other textures and characteristics in there but i think this is a far more superior approach than just having half of them play one piece and another half play the other piece you know we don't really do that to the rest of the ensemble where um you know even if their part is not extreme or very involved everyone still has a role in a part no matter how small that role may be so uh why should percussionists get a different deal just because we're not sure um how to organize and uh work with them so yeah try it out and if you have any questions you know let me let me know i'm here for you hit me up throw me uh an email or uh, a, a message on the facebook or instagram page so there you go that's what you do with too many drummers hey that's it for today on the backwards band room I'll catch up with you guys next time. Until then, happy music.